Due to the graphic nature of this podcast, listener discretion is advised. This podcast may contain, but is not limited to, strong language, sexual content, violence, and death. This podcast may not be suitable for listeners under 18. Hi, I'm Christina. And I'm Crystal. Welcome Welcome to Crime Crime Night. Today's episode actually takes us to India. Now, being that we're not very familiar with the language and how they pronounce stuff, so we are going to try to pronounce the best that we can of the names. So please forgive us if we mess them up. The victims in this case are Kalu Mina, age 27, and her two sons, um, one age four, which is her sheet, and also a three-week-old nameless baby. So I'm sure the baby did have a name. It just wasn't indicated in any of the readings that I had. And the baby was a boy. Yes. There was also Mamta Mina. She was 23. And she was also pretty much full-term pregnant. Um, So between eight and nine months pregnant she was. And then the third adult victim was, was Kamlish Mina. And she was age 20. And she was also pregnant. No, she was pretty much full term as well, eight to nine months pregnant. So there would have been three infants pretty much relatively close in age age Mm -hmm. there. So now the sisters grew up in a town called Mino Ka Mahala, Rajasthan, India. Now they were actually three sisters and they actually had three additional sisters and a brother. So they had a large family. There was six girls and... That poor boy. One boy. One boy. <laughs> poor, poor, poor dad. The poor dad and son. <laughs> With all the women. Oh, in the house. yes. Yeah. Now, the three women were married off to the three brothers in 2005. So that would be 10 year old Kalu was married to 13 year old Narsingh, and six year old Mamta was married to 10 year old Jagdish, and three year old Kamlish was married to five-year-old Mukesh. Now, the women did not live with their husbands until they were actually of legal age of an adult. So, although they were married at a very young age... They didn't live like they were married. Right. Mm -hmm. They lived like the girls lived at home with their family and the guys lived at home with their family. So, that would have been kind of interesting i mean do they get together often or how do i wonder how that works it is probably just kind of like they knew they were like already married Spoken to for them. basically yeah basically so then they knew that once they got to a certain age they were gonna move in okay with them so it's probably just i just find that i don't know they might, quite intriguing they may have had a relationship with them up before that i don't really mm-hmm. know it didn't, play it didn't or say something, it or anything so it didn't yeah. like say anything in articles or anything about that now kalu lived with her in-laws for five years and mamta and kamlish only lived with them for about a year and a half. So they had only they didn't live with them for very long Mm-mm. before the incident. Now the husbands had good agricultural land and when the women were married a dowry was given. Now a dowry is actually an illegal practice in India where often heavy sums is paid to the parents to marry off their daughters. Now the dowry itself has been outlawed in India for more than 60 years. However, it's still kind of common practice in the rural areas. So like the smaller towns yeah, who that's... don't have the strict foundation as the larger towns. Yeah, and that's with 
anywhere you look, when you look in the rural towns, they tend to stick closer to traditions. Yeah. More so than like in the city where people modernize quicker. Now, the three women actually did very well in school. However, they were eventually forced to drop out of school by their in-laws, which I mean. It's unfortunate. Right? Yeah. Just imagine if their lives were different, where they could have ended up. Mm -hmm. If they would have been able to continue on in school and actually further their education, mm -hmm. they could have, you know, helped yeah. in the family business mm -hmm. or elsewhere. Yeah. And a lot of um, people that have spoken of them said that they were, you know, very smart women mm -hmm. and... And from the pictures, they're young, beautiful women. Yeah, yeah. Just a very unfortunate situation that they were in, as you will see. Mm -hmm. So on Wednesday, May 25th of 2022, uh, the three women and Clue's two boys actually disappeared after having left their house after Mamta and her husband had a fight. A missing persons complaint was filed with the Dudu police and the women's family put up missing posters of them looking for them. So, so it's interesting that all, all of them left together. So when the argument mm -hmm. happened between the one sister and the husband, mm -hmm. they all left. Yes. And I think from what it seemed like they were close when they were younger as well they had always been close so i guess it would make sense that since they lived together that they would all stick together because they seemed like they were just generally close yeah also interesting how it's the women's family are the ones that despite them having lived with the in-laws and the husbands it's their family not the husbands or in-laws that are the ones reporting them missing and doing all the legwork for this yeah so it makes you Makes you wonder. Mm -hmm. So on Thursday, May 26th, so the next day, a FIR, which is a first information report, was lodged. And that basically what would be a police report here in the United States. So it's just kind of like um, like the first police report of that something's going on. And in the FIR, the women's father, Sardar, actually indicated that not only the girls but their whole family had been harassed by the in-laws over the dowry and the in-laws were asking for more money than they had already given kind of high because don't they do that all up front i mean isn't all that given up front or is it kind of like payments you know pay over time kind of a thing yeah i'm not i'm sure because in the u.s here dowries do exist but they're not like a common thing they're more of a niche mm -hmm. thing and i don't even know what the legality of a dowry is here but because it's just not something that really happens that much so i'm not really familiar with that um but i guess they had asked for more money and they weren't able to provide them more money so they had been harassing the girl's family right and i know a, money. a dowry is done on basically a mathematical formula in lack of terms on how to explain it but it depends on you know whether the girl comes from a family a you know good family how she looks how the family looks how you know it, it it's all based on the bride the woman whatever you want to call her her family and it's based on how they are successful as a family which i yeah. thought was kind of neat i guess i never really looked into it before mm -hmm. i just knew it existed and i knew of it i just didn't know 
that there was actually a formula basically mm -hmm. on how the dowry is paid. And it's not always money. It could be furniture, animals, you know, jewelry. It could be car, anything. It could be anything. It's not necessarily just money, but I know that there's usually money involved yeah. in with it as well. Yeah. And some type of financial gain. Yeah. At least what I've read, a lot of it will say like dowries are for like the burden of dealing with women because historically women didn't really work mm -hmm. when dowries were more of a common thing yeah. in the world but that just, that's still just it's just weird so the girl's father sardar actually had been informed by kamlish the youngest that the in-laws and their husbands regularly were beating them to the point that they actually were afraid for their lives can you imagine living in a house where everybody basically is against you except for your own sisters and there's nothing you can do about it yeah, i'm sure they were probably thankful that they at least had each other yeah yeah and sardar also indicated that after couldn't you know find his daughters he went to the in-laws to you know ask them hey i haven't seen them haven't been able to get a hold of them do you know where they are have you seen them basically looking for them and when he got there, he said that he was abused and harassed by people there. So five to seven people, they said. And they actually told him that the girls had died. They didn't know anything and just go away. Which is kind of odd. Why would you say, well, they died? Yeah. Like, how, do, how would they have known unless, you know. They had something to do with it. Or did they just like. It. Just to be like, oh, they haven't been back in a few days. We're just going to write them off as dad or uh, something. Like, I don't... Be passive on the yes. situation. Mm -hmm. Sardar believed that the family, the husbands and their family, all the in-laws, actually had murdered the girls and that it was premeditated. Because, yeah, especially for what they said. Yeah, because they had been dealing with harassment. And he actually said that it was for the last five years. So I'm guessing when the eldest daughter moved in that's probably when they started asking for more okay, so that even if she would have warned the other two sisters that there, there, there was, was nothing, nothing they could do at that point yeah. it was already a signed deal so to speak mm -hmm. unfortunately sadar was unable to you know meet the demands for the money he you know is not a rich person by any means and you know he, he did the best he had he has six, six girls dowries. so six. that's six dowries oh, so could you imagine so you know, the money's already tight with that many, you know, people in the house and that, like, you know, giving the dowries. Right. I don't know how much, you know, the dowries were, or how much they paid or anything, but usually it's a hefty sum. So, yeah, yeah. Well, and then they, they small, have one son. So eventually they will get returned on him, so to speak. But how much is that? And you can't count on that. I mean, that's yeah. not and like. And technically, dowries, I. Oh, at least originally, I believe, were supposed to be. And I, I could be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure our dowries were originally, like, to take care of, like, the woman. So that money would go into caring for the woman. Mm. And at one point, the women's brother, Banwari, was his name. And he also claimed that the family, like, their family tried to basically make their married life as smooth as possible and did everything on like their end to help you know his sisters you know have like the best you know possible life obviously like any family is going to do you know you want your children your siblings you know to have 
the best life you know they can have and so their family you know did try and to make everything smooth with the in-laws however you know they were still aggressive towards the girls and they even he even stated that the two families had met multiple times in the past due to the fact that you know they wanted more dowry and they were being aggressive towards the girls and they were saying you know you can't you know act like that towards them but I mean, that clearly didn't matter. They still kept abusing the women. Mm -hmm. And the husbands were actually said to be alcoholics. So I'm sure that just made it worse. Yeah, made it a lot worse. On May 28th, so three days after they had went missing, around 10.30 a.m., the bodies of the three sisters and the two children were actually discovered in an isolated well near Dudu, which is approximately... 1.2 1.2 miles from the in-laws house and Jaipur Rajasthan. After the bodies were recovered, a post-mortem examination began on the spot. Now it is believed that the case was a mass suicide, but the cause of death will be determined after a full examination of the bodies has been completed. Which at this point of filming, it has not been completed as of yet. No, and usually, I mean, I know here in the United States, it takes a while to get full confirmation of this. Yeah, and it's usually, I think, because like they often will take like toxicology yeah. results, and that takes yeah. a while. And I guess it probably depends on how many, you know, cases they're working on and whatnot. Right, mm-hmm. and there's a lot more people over in India, so I'm wondering it's heavily populated. Yeah, I'm wondering if that just gets stretched out more because I mean, there's yeah. lots of other situations they deal with throughout the time frame and yeah. there's other dowry uh, situations that they deal with yeah, every day in general yeah. and also i would imagine it also depends on where you're at how long it takes because in a more rural area where you have less resources yeah doesn't go as quickly and right. always so it just depends yeah. now the conditions of the body did indicate that they all did jump in the well on the evening of may 25th so I don't know if there was water in this well or if it was an empty well, but there was clear indication that they jumped, possibly. So, so I'm assuming just like the injuries indicate it. Jumping rather than being pushed. I wonder if they could have been pushed though. It would be different, different. injuries. I would because you fall differently if you're yeah, pushed push, versus you fall, if you jump. Head for where you jump your feet for it. Yeah, that would make sense. Since the bodies have been recovered, the women's family were able to file a case under dowry death. Now, the three husbands, the mother-in-law and sister-in-law, were all arrested and charged with dowry harassment, criminal breach of trust, voluntary causing harm, dowry death, and criminal conspiracy. Which, with being multiple people. And even, like, even though they didn't physically cause the deaths, they still their actions led to yes. the death still mm-hmm. yes and i know that the laws are totally different for dowry situations than it is for a standard situation mm-hmm. and in different countries dif- in different states even different yeah, laws. it's all completely mm-hmm. different but i think it's good that they are able to you know still possibly charge them with a crime when their actions led to a death despite them not actually causing the death yeah i'm wondering what the outcome would mm-hmm. be i mean how severe mm-hmm. is it gonna be i mean is it is it gonna it's never gonna bring them back it's never no, going it's to be 
you know, a resolution for their mm -hmm. lives, but mm -hmm. for three of you lost three of them and basically, you know, four grandkids because the two live and then the two pregnancies. Yeah, the two so you're that were talking coming. seven people. You lost seven people in one action, basically. Mm -hmm. So according to statistics, Rajasthan is actually one of the top states in India with a high rate of dowry deaths. And in 2020, there was a total of 6,966 reported cases of dowry deaths with 479 of them being in Rajasthan itself. And more than 1,700 women actually have killed themselves over dowry-related issues. However, these numbers could be a bit skewed because, as with most places, crimes aren't always reported. A lot of times people are, you know, embarrassed or they're trying to cover something up or, you know, they just... Yeah, yeah. And I know each religion and each culture is different on mm -hmm. how... They how they're with, right and how them. they're how they're viewed at when situations happen yes, and as well. mm -hmm. yeah yeah and divorce is still very taboo in india with only like one out of a hundred indian marriages ending in divorce so once you're married you're married divorce isn't an option and so for the the mina sisters leaving is really never an option for them and you know, because it wasn't just them that would be affected by it. Their families also would be affected by it. And it's just kind of mm -hmm. like a trinkle down effect. Like if you get divorced, then it's like their other siblings aren't going to be as marriageable. And there's consequences for their family yeah. socially and, you know, within the culture. Yeah. And that's, that's mm -hmm. like you said, it's taboo. So they're, the yeah. family's going to be viewed as... They're going to be looked down upon because yeah. of the divorce and, you know that not a good situation i mean that's true with any society not just in india but other like societies or religions or cultures that see divorce as being taboo it's really hard for women like the mina sisters to get out of an abusive situation because there really is no other way out because your life's going to be ruined no matter what and it's just so sad that these women got to the point where they would kill themselves and their children because that was the better option. I know. That's sad to think that that's where, that's where your mm -hmm. life has gone. Yes. I mean, they are very young. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're young. young and, you know, they had no future. They yeah. had no future, especially with this family. Mm -hmm. I mean, the family would have probably beat them to death eventually. Mm -hmm. And and who knows what would have happened to, you know, the, the children. If, yeah. Like, I would, would imagine that it's a possibility that the children may be abused. It doesn't, you know, just because the mother was abused doesn't necessarily mean that the children were. But, you know, I'm sure they would have still been affected by it in some way, shape, or form. Um, whether they were abused themselves or they just saw it happen. Yeah, it just seems like they were a very aggressive family. So I could see yes. them mm -hmm. turning on the children. I'm not saying that they would ever. I don't know. But I could just see that being a possibility that that would happen. Yeah. And especially if they're struggling with alcohol, you know, addiction. That is... You know a whole thing on mm -hmm. its own so yeah so they apparently know. get more aggressive the more they drink Which, i mean it's, just common yeah mm -hmm. yeah a lot of people do so unfortunately they had to take their lives before their lives were taken from yeah. them and just like could you imagine like i'm not a mother but could you imagine 
as a mother thinking that your child is better off dead than mm -hmm. living in the world. No, I, you don't ever want to think of it. Even if they're grown, you want the best for them. You still want mm -hmm. to protect them. They're always going to be your, your babies. I mean, yeah. it's, it's the bond that you have with your child that no matter where they are, what they do, they're still your child and, and you're going to love them and try to take care of them the mm -hmm. best you can, regardless of their age and where mm -hmm. they're at and all that. I mean, it's, it's just that mother nature, sad story, very sad outcome for this poor family. Thank you for listening to Crime Night. We release new episodes every other Wednesday at 6 p.m. Central. You can find a link to our sources in the episode description. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube under Crime Night Podcast. Good, Good night! night.